ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the gun racks, Northern Desert Institute School of Farms Technologies official podcast. I'm Josiah. Upper folks call me Joey, and with me we have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin, we're back after a little bit of a holiday break, but we are glad to be back. We both just went over our holiday seasons, and uh, they were uh, definitely eventful. Yeah, we we hope you all had a uh, a good Christmas, Happy New Year, all of those wonderful things. And since it's January 11th, some of you might have quit going to the gym regularly already. So, Ooh. yeah, we kind of you guys. Yeah, that's that's really proactive behavior, and we we appreciate that here. It's kind of rejecting passivity. That's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, more power to you. I I don't know if I ended up making a New Year's resolution this year. I think I plan to. Maybe that'll be my resolution is to make a resolution. There you go. I don't really care for them. Not that investing in yourself to move the ball forward is not a good thing because it's awesome. It's that I've always kind of felt like if you need to improve yourself, why wait? And I think most people don't. Uh, And I think a lot of people that create New Year's resolutions have a little less commitment than those who just kind of lean into it whenever they make a decision to do that. That's kind of big boomer energy coming off of me right now. I'd love to see the data on that. but Yeah, my neck neck beard is just dragging across the floor. (laughs) But I feel... I have zero data to support that, but I feel reasonably confident in it anyway. Uh-huh. I feel like that tracks. So anyway, if you did choose to go with some sort of New Year's resolution, we still wish you all the best, and we hope that you are able to realize whatever you're shooting at. That's that's great, too. And we just Is that hope, a pun? No, but I was going to say we just hope that one of them was to go to the range a little bit more, and then you can get what you're shooting at. Uh. Um yeah, we got there eventually. Uh, but um, today, we've got some pretty good stuff, actually, lined up for you. Um, a lot of folks will do the best firearms of a given year. The flip side version of that is to go over SHOT Show with all the cool stuff that is intended to come out that year, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure we will do not too long from now. But right now, what we're going to do is we are going to talk about, uh, I've got a list of top five firearms for 2023. I think they're all new to 2023. If they're not, they're they're pretty darn new. And I still think they merit mentioning in terms of last year's kind of highlight reel. And yeah, I think there are some really good ones in here. I think most people know most of them, but if you don't, we're going to walk you through them just a little bit. Uh, but before that, Obviously, we got to talk to you a little bit about Sonoran Desert Institute. Drew, will you walk them through that? Absolutely. Sonoran Desert Institute, otherwise known as SDI, is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques, both of those, that they'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, the DEAC, and currently we offer three programs of firearms technology. 
How about that? We offer the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology, the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing, and finally, our brand spanking new program offering the Certificate in Firearms Technology Handgun Specialist. Now, if you want more information about any of those programs, please go to our website. It's www.sdi.edu. Tons of great information there. So, yeah, definitely go check it out. Heck yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to walk through our sources here really quick, talk about where we're getting this info from. So I used four primary articles for my research here and ended up leaning on one a lot heavier than the others, but we'll walk through all of them anyway. And then I want to include a little caveat of my own. But before we do that, we've got Outdoor Life, the best handguns of 2023 tested and reviewed. We have the range of Richfield, 11 best handguns for women in 2023, which I don't think I actually pulled any from, but was still good reading. It was one of those where like you're researching and you're like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of pull it into. It's always fun to see what, that's a, that's a side tangent. We'll go into that later. Shooting Illustrated, new handguns for 2023. We definitely have pulled at least one from there that I love the idea of that I've not shot. And then guns.com. Best Guns of 2023. Oh, it's kind of a list that I've compiled here. It's all it's all pretty good stuff. It was very comforting to see if any of you guys work in a gun store or have ever been in a gun store when a woman happened to be in it. Uh, odds are pretty decent. You have seen a dude try to explain to a lady that what they needed was some sort of snub nose a hammerless revolver with a two-inch barrel. Now, I have been told that two inches is fine, but if you are in a beginner shooter, I mean, have you ever shot a snub-nosed revolver, people? You know how difficult those things are to control and fire with any sort of precision or accuracy? Absolutely not. Covering guns in pink camo is... Some people love it, so I'm not going to get too ragey about it. But to... Yeah, I mean, to see someone and be like, oh, yes, you're a chick. Here, Let me pigeonhole you into this thing. Come on, guys. We're better than that. Um, That's that's a very quick way to send people out of our industry, and we want all the people we can get to keep our hobby and passion going. So anyway, that's my rant on, on women's firearms so far, and I will give credit to the Ranger Richfield for not doing that. I want to go through a best handguns for women article at some or episode at some point. Um, we probably need a woman on here uh, to give that any authority on any level. But I'll walk through what they did just so that you have that info. Uh, number one was a Glock 17 or 19 or 43X. Uh, number two was a 365, which is pretty close to a, a stun nose pistol. <laughs> so we'll. Uh, Keep that in mind for those who shot a 365, not a 365XL, just a 365. You know how freaking tiny a handgun is. It's it's a hard one to shoot. So I'd probably get rid of that one myself unless you are an expert shooter already. Three is going to be HKVP9, CZ75PO1s, number four, which is a fantastic handgun. I'm sure you guys know that already. Number five is a Shadow Systems MR920 and nine, which looks like a very souped up bot clone. I don't quite understand that choice, but that's okay. Number six is Ruger SR1911 in either 45 or 9 or 10 millimeter. Not going to be one I recommend probably unless it's a 9 for a new shooter. As cool as a 1911 is, I keep one. 
The number seven is going to be the six hour P226 Legion, just in case you just had a grand to throw out the window. Why wouldn't they recommend the regular one? Come on, people. The calibers I recommend for that are nine, 357 SIG, which no, and then 40 Smith and Wesson, which also no. I'm liking this list less and less as I start saying it out loud. <laughs> it's better than most of the other ones I've seen, but I think you guys are getting the picture here. Eight is a six hour P238. It is a micro compact handgun, which again means I'm probably not going to recommend this to just about anyone that's not very comfortable with what they do. That being said, if you are a comfortable shooter already, uh, getting one of these guys in 380, you could do worse. Piece of snot out of a PPK, which is kind of the same in the same ballpark in terms of size. Number nine is going to be a Smith & Wesson shield in all the cartridges. And uh, while the shield is not really my cup of tea, I am not going to say anything against it. The other one is the Shield EZ, which actually I think is a great option for people that are not familiar with firearms already. Uh, shoot, here it is. I miss it in my first read-through. Number 10, Smith & Wesson 642 and 38 Special. A hammerless, snub-nosed revolver with what appears to be a two-inch barrel. <laughs> Damn it, dude. I thought I thought we were better. I really thought we were better than this. I don't know how I missed it in my first read-through. Um, okay. These people are going to lose their uh, totally real and legitimate journalistic license here. But number 11 is going to be the Walter PDP-F, which is a fantastic firearm. So a little bit of, of redemption there. But don't shoot a... Don't shoot a snub nose revolver if you are trying to get into concealed carry for the first time. Uh, don't do it unless you've put five or 6,000 rounds downrange. And I know that sounds like gatekeeping, but you do, like, maybe it is a little bit. I would not keep a snub nose revolver with me out of concerns about my ability to hit things. And I go take classes pretty regularly. If I can't do it, Respectfully, a lot of you can't too. There's a fair amount of our listeners that are going to be better shooters than me, and that's cool. But um, come on now, stun those revolvers don't don't need to be a part of a recommendation for women that's written in a search engine optimized fashion that's very clearly targeting new shooters. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it's fair to say that like it it shouldn't be your go to. It shouldn't be. If you want to get one, and I'd probably avoid Smith & Wesson for this because they're uh, expensive. Um, if you want a truck gun or something like that, I guess that's fine. I still would choose a larger... Just pick a longer barrel, dude. It's not, it's not rocket science. And they're really cheap. So I just don't understand the appeal. If you want to go for something that's a micro-compact, there are better options for that, too. That's, yeah... We're going to go on a snub nose rant at some point. I don't know how much of a place there is for them in the modern concealed carry world. But anyway, I didn't realize I had quite a strong an opinion about that until we had to articulate it here. But um, snub nose handguns are just not a thing I'll ever have in my collection. No, I'm, I'm here for uh, a future rant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just turn it into like a court battle or something. Yeah. Speaking of which, actually, before we go into these specifically, I wanted to hold on one second. Fact checking myself before I speak out loud. Um, 
Yeah, okay, here we go. We're back. So this is not a 2023 firearm, but it's a good one. The Sig Sauer P365XL is the most recent handgun I purchased, and I purchased it late 2022. It's a little bit over a year ago now. 2019 release, so it'll be five years old here before too long. But I wanted to add that in this list because it's the most recent purchase I've had, and we talked about my process to purchase it, but we haven't really talked about the experience afterwards. I've mm-hmm. taken it through some classes now, and here's what I'll I'll say on that very briefly. One, in terms of concealability, it is the best handgun I've ever had. I've had this thing disappear as quickly and easily as a radon P64, which a lot of people call Makarov. It's not. Um, but you know what I'm talking about. It's basically a PPK knockoff. This hides as well as that and is much more comfy. And uh, with a 12-round flush fit magazine, you're carrying 12 plus 1. I mean, it doesn't get too much better than that. Barrel's 3.7 inches. I will say it doesn't quite feel that long. I am capable of shooting fairly accurately up to about 20 yards with it. I would not want to push it past that. But again, if it's a concealed carry handgun, trying to be able to distance target shoot is not... It's not really the name of the game for that. It's very light. Uh, the one thing you want to pay attention to is you will need a magazine loader. Those last, unless you want to just carry like ten rounds in your magazine, those last rounds will fight you on the way in every centimeter of the way. Very tricky to do. You want to clean it regularly because the uh, this isn't exactly specific to the XL or even SIG, but if you're going to conceal carry it, uh, it's very good for warm weather. And if you are sweating in warm weather, you are going to get some very light surface rust on this thing. Uh, So you want to make sure that you are taking care to keep it clean, keep it in good shape, and all the things you need to do to preserve a concealed carry firearm. The trigger is pretty good. There are better triggers in the handgun world. There are not a lot... Like my Sig Sauer C3 has a better trigger. It's also a very fancy 1911 variant. And this thing, the 365XL, is probably 60% of the price, something like that. So for the price point and out of the box, the 365XL's trigger is pretty darn good. The sights are good. The front post has night sights which is very good for seeing around in the dark. And uh, yeah, it's I have very large hands. We've talked about that in many podcast episodes before. It fits my hand just barely. And one thing we don't talk about enough is people are like, yeah, I have a dangling pinky, but that's fine. No, it's not. That is absolutely vital to your being able to aim and shoot a firearm accurately and precisely. You need that. You can't just let it hang. You, I love you all. You're not special in that regard. And yeah, if you don't believe me on that, try to shake someone's hand and then remove your pinky and try to do it again. See how that goes for you. Um, The difference is way more than you think it is. So all that to say, find a gun where your pinky, even if it just barely fits, does fit and fits consistently. And the 365XL is like exactly the right spot for me on that so there's more to do i've had zero failures to feed and failures to fire so far that were not intentionally induced 
Um, and those were intentionally induced as part of a drill, and those were cleared. First go, too easy. Tolerances are tight on the firearm, uh, enough so that putting it, putting it back together took me a minute the first time. Uh, but otherwise, fantastic firearm. So that's my caveat. I don't own any of these new firearms, so I wanted to also run you guys through a new one um, to me. So that's that. Now, let's get into the actual meat of our program here. Uh, we've got five that we're going to walk through here. And yeah, let's get right into it. Fair amount of these are handguns, but I'm going to go through our first, excuse me, our two carbines on this list. The first is going to be the Marlin Model 19 or 1894, excuse me, classic. The It is a lever action firearm, chambered in 44 mag. And it's just really cool. I'm a sucker for lever action firearms. I think this is very pretty and a good one. There's not too much to report on this firearm. It is a lever action firearm, tube fed, and uh, has a push button cross bolt safety like a lot of you are accustomed to with a shotgun and a half cock hammer. And barrel's gonna be a little over 20 inches. It weighs a little over six pounds. And it's got buckhorn sights with a brass bead in front. Fairly straightforward stuff for those of you who enjoy lever action rifles. I share that one not because necessarily it is innovative or new, but for those of us who like the classics and we like historical stuff, it's it's fun to see those come out. Mm-hmm. And according to guns.com, that is a new firearm for 2023. The other one we've got, which I I really like, this one reminds me of the Caltech. Sub 2000, I think it's called, which is a folding pistol caliber carbine. Well, so is this. This is the Smith & Wesson M&P FPC. They are really milking the M&P branding. But according to guns.com, Smith & Wesson has been innovative for 172 years. The latest release is no different. It is a pistol caliber carbine with a compact folding design. It's actually pretty sweet. Finds a weight, makes it easy and discreet to carry and transport. When open, it is 30.4 inches long. Folded, it's only 16.4 inches. Holy crap. The horizontal folding design uses a locking latch that's easy to manipulate. Uh, it's optics ready. It looks like it uses Picatinny. Um, and looks like it initially comes with a 17-round mag and two 23s. And uh, is also compatible with MP double stack mags, which is really cool. In stock magazine storage, which is this whole thing is just meant to be a pack up and go kind of situation. It is still a carbine, so keep in mind this is not a this is not a handgun. So for my concealed carry friends out there, uh, nope, uh, this is not one of them. This got a sixteen point two uh, five inch barrel. Don't don't goof on us there, but uh, I still think it's cool. It's got this is a pistol caliber carbine with a compact folding design. It's easy to transport, it's easy to store, and it's versatile, I think, as a truck gun. It makes a lot of sense. Again, state and local laws, for the love of God, people, if you carry this in a way that's not lawful, you are going to make someone uh, twitchy if they find it. So, you know, be responsible, but it's still a really cool idea. And I'm glad to see Smith & Wesson breaking into uh, some corners of the industry. They have not yet. They generally do pretty good stuff. Okay, we're going to go to the FN Reflex, which is going to be a 
This is FN breaking into the microcompact market. Think T365 um, and company. If you know that size, you get it. Uh, it's got a hammer fired action, uh, which has a smooth trigger pull, easy operation. Um, it is got a direct mount for optics. It is, this is a concealed carry firearm, obviously. And uh, it is, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. I was surprised to see this thing not be striker fired. I actually went back to two sources to make sure that wasn't a mistake. It's single action only, internal hammer. Uh, according to guns.com, it's got a 4.3 pound trigger pull, which is pretty good. It's pretty darn good. Yeah, there's a claim that's a little easier to cycle and field strip. The barrel length on this is going to be 3.3 inches, which is not terrible. For comparison, the P365, the base has a 3.1 inch barrel, so it's a little bit longer. Um, width is about an inch. The weight is just a tiny bit over a pound. It's a three dot tritium front sight, which I believe is the exact same setup as the 365. And the capacity, which of course is important. Uh, is 11 plus 1, and then I think you can get 15 plus 1s as well. Um, so this is FN saying, okay, SIG, I see you. We're going to get one for our FN loyalists out here. And if you've ever shot an FN in your life, uh, you probably know they make good stuff, dude. I've turned into a SIG loyalist on accident. I've got my 6 hour C3. I've got my 365XL. Um, but if you are in the FN family, uh, you could do a lot worse than this firearm right here. MSRP is, according to guns.com, uh, 600 bucks, and then 660, including the micro red dot. That's your kind of thing. Yeah. So that's that guy right there. Spoiler alert. That is one of the more reasonable, reasonably priced. Reasonably priced. Yes. Yes. I was about to say, I mean, it's on the top of best guns of 2023. I think it's recent, but yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of the point of this whole thing. But no, that's good. That's good. Okay, we're going to get into our... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, my. Um, all right, we just added another one to the list. Uh, it was a top five. We're going to a top seven. Yeah. Um, whoops. But we've covered the... 1894 classic, the FPC, the Reflex so far. We're going to go over one very quickly. Uh, it's got, you guys know what it is, so we can move through it pretty fast. It is the CZ Shadow 2 Compact. And that guy is going to be a scaled down version of the CZ Shadow 2. Uh, there's not that much more to say about it other than people wanted a compact version of an incredible firearm. If you've ever shot any of the shadows, they go hard. Uh, they are really popular. Um, the compact's got an aluminum frame, which I used to think, well, that's kind of weird. And now I have two and I love them. Uh, trigger pull on the Shadow 2 Compact is 3.4 pounds. Um, and the 10.3 in double action, four inch barrel, 15 plus one mag. So. Think Glock 19 size and you're in the family. Fiber optic front sight, adjustable rear sight, it's optics ready. It's it's as easy. It's kind of all you have to say, which means two things. One, it's going to be a little too expensive. And two, it's going to be a little, it's 1.4 inches wide, which in my opinion is way too wide for a consumer carry handgun. But if you just want a cool handgun, CZ Shadow 2 is going to be 
Awesome. So good. Every single person I know that has purchased a shadow, and I know a few, has said, this is, this. if I get rid of all my firearms, this is the one I'm keeping, including a couple of people that work in this field professionally. This, this is my baby. So it's cool. It's really cool, guys. I strongly recommend you check it out. It's easy. Shadow 2 Compact. Yeah. Okay. That one's out of the way. Now, the one that I just saw that I got really excited about showing you is, and this is from Shooting Illustrated, this Colt has come out with a four-inch Anaconda, which is a, it's a 44 Magnum in a four-inch revolver, stainless steel, kind of a short barrel, six shots. It's just awesome. 4.3-inch barrel for 44 magazine or mag is bonkers but i think it's really fun that they introduce that to the lineup okay that's more of a side tangent but that one's out of the way now our final two is going to be i'm going to go through one that i saw and was like oh sweet i actually want that and then another one that was a recommendation from my grandfather who still at age 83 uh goes shooting on a regular basis and uh knows what's good but first the one that i found interesting is the eaa mc p35 pi pi stands for private investigator according to shooting illustrated it is a purpose-built concealed carry browning high power which is really cool i know there's been some complaints about browning high power clones historically about their functionality so i won't make any claims in regards to this one specifically but for those of you who are interested in single action hammer fired firearms especially old school ones high power is insanely popular for a reason and this one is built just for edc and uh, i think it's a really cool idea uh, a lot of shooting illustrated says when not in a holster could serve as a bedside gun with equal confidence i actually like that idea a lot although i think if you're going to have a bedside gun you should probably have some sort of flashlight nearby anyway features an ambidextrous thumb safety a low mount rear sight roll hammer smooth face trigger uh chambered in nines 15 rounds just like the other one 3.9 inch barrel weighs 25.6 ounces which is a little heavy for a concealed carry firearm msrp 630 bucks which is not terrible actually i think that's cool all right now we're going to go to the final one uh which if you've been paying attention to the industry you might be surprised we haven't brought up already this is the one going into the list a lot of these i needed to research get up to the date with trends and be like okay what are we what are we up to what do we want to get into this is the one I went looking for specifically, and it is the Springfield Echelon. Springfield Echelon is, is kind of an interesting firearm by Springfield. They have leaned very heavily into their XD line for a long time, and they have gotten a lot of crap for that. Um, and this is a break from that, and this is a recommendation from my grandfather, who this is not his kind of firearm normally. Uh, it's got some pretty good stuff going for it including a preposterous capacity it can have 20 plus one or 17 plus one it's chambered in nine four and a half inch barrel 1.2 inches wide so this is more of a duty gun than it is a concealed carry firearm uh it's one and a half pounds 
and it's got a tritium front and then a U dot rear according to guns.com. MSRP is 679. Um, guns.com says um, uh, the Echelon has a few distinctives, distinctive features its competitors lack, specifically modularity. Um, I mean, I'd probably say lock question mark after that, but that's okay. Uh, Springfield used an internal chassis system called the Central Operating Group on the Echelon. The COG is entirely self-contained, allowing you to change the grip module without any tools, which actually, yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's it's just really cool. I don't know really what is busting the market about this thing so thoroughly, but the people that have tried it that I know are all like, actually, this thing is built different. So that's one that is new. It's affordable, and while it may not be concealed carry specific, is one I am very excited to get into a little bit more down the line. For sure, yeah. Uh, you had some good shouts there. And obviously last week we went over the guns.com article. So like some of the names came up, and I was I was curious because I wanted to get your opinion on it. So like, yeah, you already went over like, two or three of those, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Shadow 2 Compact, because that was one that I was very intrigued by. The F and Reflex, we've talked about that before. Since you kind of became a six-hour guy, I didn't know what your thoughts on the P365AXG Legion competition was. I don't know enough about it yet. They really are riding the 365 branding uh, really hard. If it is competition-tuned 365, which it sounds like it is, it's going to be very good at its job. I think it's going to be outside of the price range of, of most people on this podcast. But if you can rent it somewhere and try it out, I definitely recommend that. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely priced like a competition gun. Um, yeah. So you're, you're on the money there. I'm glad you said it's your grandfather that recommended the Springfield Echelon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, believe it or not, I've never really seen the U.Dot site. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, w- I was caught off guard. I was really surprised by it. I thought it looked really, really cool. Uh, pretty intuitive. I like it more than the three dots, just off of glancing. You would be surprised to know, just because we've we've gone back and forth about Glock, you and I. I actually did not think the Glock 49 deserved to be on the list, on Guns.com's list. I don't know, maybe you're converting me a little bit to your side. Yeah. And I just want them to innovate. That's the biggest thing. Like, we know they have the firearms that are solid, with like the 1719, you know, stuff like that. I just want them to try something new, and it seems like every year they don't. Yeah. Which, it, it sucks for people that, like, make their living talking about firearms and stuff to we want exciting things to talk about <laughs> it makes it yeah. a little it's like well that's another glock yeah so maybe there's a little bias there too but the last one i wanted to get your thoughts on was i had a whole separate category is just a what the heck category it was the taurus judge home defender Ooh, i don't know that one i'm gonna look it up i think it looks awesome but yeah just i just want you to see the picture of it and initial thoughts Ooh. Good grief. This is not a gun that's going to last very long. Uh, what a terrible idea. I kind of respect it, though. 13-inch barrel. Oh, what the heck, dude? 
I guess. Yeah, I hate that a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I could see maybe some, like, application if you had it, like, as a truck gun. It's got a kind of a grip in the front. I don't know. I don't think there's a purpose that this thing can fulfill uh, that something else couldn't do better. What a goofy fart. I'm so mad about it. See, I feel like it looks like a, a sawed-off shotgun. It does look like a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. If you want a sawed-off shotgun in 410 for some reason, I guess you could check that out. But <laughs> you might as well get a cruiser at that point. Oh, but uh, yeah, no, I was I was just so surprised when I was going through the list and you know thinking, okay, you know, da, 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 boom. Uh, Sometimes they're just on their own planet. That our our friends are red Taurus. Sometimes that's cool, and sometimes that's completely insane. They're most definitely the uh, Don Quixote of the... Oh, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, Joey, thank you so much. It was cool to see like some overlap in thoughts. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it makes me feel a little smarter for thinking a firearm looks good when you say it does, because you know a little bit more than I do. So made me feel good listening to your list. Again, I'll echo what I said last week. If you guys have any thoughts of your own or like a list of your own of like some of your favorite handguns from last year, I'd love to know what you're thinking. Let us know what your list is. Best way to do that is by sending an email to marketing at sdi.edu. Just put something in the subject head saying like, hey, this is for the gun rack. And I'd love to take a look, maybe even share it on the podcast. I think that'd be really cool. Absolutely. Now, Joey, I don't want to hold you up too much longer. We know in about 12 minutes from now, Robert Kraft and Bill Pelchek of the New England Patriots are expected to have a press conference. It's anticipated that Belichick might be leaving, or is he staying, or is he retiring? Who knows? But I know you're pretty invested in that. And Yes, I am. Since my team's looking for a coach, I'm invested in that as well. So, not going to hold you up any longer. Guys, thank you so much, Joey. Always great to see you, buddy. Um, yeah, you too. And folks, that has been the gun rack. Have fun, stay safe, and we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.